0: Thursday morning broadcast, J.M. and the AM. In a moment, Edwin Black's going to join us. He's the award-winning New York Times investigative author of uh, IBM and the Holocaust and many other works. And um, I mentioned that specific book because that's going to be his focus this coming Sunday night. Rabbi Dr. Wallace Green, who, of course, is a great friend of ours here at J.M. and the AM, is again coordinating a very important... Uh, anniversary commemoration of Yom HaShoah, the 71st anniversary of the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising. It happens this coming Sunday in Wayne, New Jersey. Rabbi Green, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good
1: morning, Nachum.
0: Nice to have you here. And uh, the event is happening this coming Sunday. We'll talk more about it, but first I want to get to the uh, uh, to our special guest via telephone, if I may. And that's Edwin Black, who this coming um, uh, Sunday is going to be the featured guest speaker at the uh, at the, uh, Yom Hashoah commemoration. It happens at the um, uh, Wayne Congregation on Hitchman Avenue in Wayne, New Jersey. The photo exhibit will begin at 2.30 p.m. The program at 3 p.m. Edwin Black, welcome to JM in the AM.
2: Good morning, and thank you for having me.
0: A pleasure to have you. Uh, you have the responsibility, and no doubt you will excel at it, to uh, get everybody into a very serious frame of mind this coming Sunday, where they consider uh, what happened uh Uh, during World War II, and specifically uh, your topic, which is IBM and the Holocaust. Now, this audience, of course, knows a lot about World War II history and is very aware of the fact that this time of year we turn our attention uh, to Yom HaShoah. Uh, What many people may not be aware of is that a company like IBM uh, may have had a very important role in what Adolf Hitler accomplished and uh, furthermore what he eventually wanted to accomplish. Could you tell us more about the IBM role?
2: IBM uh, co-organized and co-planned all six phases of the Holocaust, beginning in the first days of 1933 and going uh, on to the last moments of the fall of the Third Reich in May of 1945. Uh, the identification of the Jews was phase one, Phase two was their exclusion of from society, phase three, was uh, confiscation of their assets. Phase four was ghettoization. Uh, phase five was um, deportation of, and they were even involved in extermination. All of this was done by means of information technology, which um, IBM controlled worldwide, not through computers, because computers did not exist in World War II and during the Third Reich, but through what is known as the Hollerith Punch Card. Um, Obviously, many in our new generation do not know what punch cards is, but most people who will be attending know that punch cards could store any information in the, in the holes that were punched into a card in rows and columns, and then they could be um, uh, read by an automated machine. And so what happened here is instead of just massacres and outrages, he had organized industrial identification, persecution, and destruction of the Jewish community IBM did it they did it directly managed uh and mic and micromanaged by their president Thomas J Watson from New York and eventually from uh Paris and uh their European subsidiaries
0: so it's interesting because we we often conjecture what would an effort like Hitler's have been in an era like ours where technology is you know at at super speed and yet he didn't have that but what you're saying is that he had the next best thing. He had what was uh, most readily available as the highest technological form of the early 20th century.
2: Yes, most did, most data applications that you can do today, you could you could have done back then, but slower. And so it took 64,000 cards per hour to identify the Jews, and it took IBM hiring uh, tens of thousands of workers to punch in the information from census bureaus, from registration to man facilities at railroad terminals, to um, set up giant um, operational groups to see how many calories it would take to um, slowly starve a ghetto into death instead of just shooting them. Uh, All of these operations were done by IBM knowingly through custom-made applications. And, you see, it isn't just that it was um, uh, 70 years ago. What happened a couple of days ago in Donetsk? Right. And what did you and everybody else miss about the notice that was given in the Ukraine? Do you know what it was? Go ahead. They didn't say Jews out. They didn't say Jews get out. Register. Register your name, your property, your assets. In other words, when I talk at Wayne, I'm going to explain how the IBM method, the ghost of that method, still lives in the hearts and minds of those who would be willing to perpetrate another Holocaust. We must understand the significance of these people in the Ukraine saying register. All
0: right, Edwin Black is with us. He speaks this Sunday at Shomrei Torah on Hinchman Avenue in Wayne, New Jersey, at the Jewish Federation of Northern New Jersey's uh, Yom HaShoah program. W- would, a, would a survivor have seen these punch cards?
2: Would of course. Every survivor saw those punch cards. Um, uh, they may not have operated those punch cards, but they certainly knew what those punch cards were. Everyone in the uh, initial information age knew what those punch cards were. All the banks worked on those punch cards. All the railroads worked on those punch cards. Yeah,
0: but meaning, what, what I'm saying is that, that somebody who was part of a registration process or was... No,
2: no Jews were not given those punch cards, but the, num- the IBM number that was uh, given to, uh, to every prisoner in every concentration camp uh, and organized uh, uh, at, uh, uh, from a group called Dietzfei at uh, Iranianberg. uh That number was tattooed uh, initially on the uh, arms at Auschwitz, the Auschwitz Tattoo.
0: That corresponded with some type of, of punch- that was
2: an IBM number, right?
0: A punch card reference, and and back to Watson for a second. And those who led IBM in, during that era, uh, at, at what at what point does it you know, at what point does it cross over from a business deal or providing technology you know for money like one might for any vendor around the world to absolute knowledge of what was going on and making no effort to stop it?
2: It it was they always understood what they were doing. The goal was always to destroy the Jews. These were custom-made applications. IBM, even back then, called itself the Solutions Company. And they went to Hitler as their largest overseas customer and their second biggest customer after the Social Security Agency. And they said, what solution would you like?
0: And we will custom make it for you.
2: Correct. And so when I explain what happened at Wayne, New Jersey, I'm going to explain how this worked out progressively and what systems they used. It'll become, this mystery will become very simple, simplified. And most of all, for the first time, I'm going to allow documents from uh, uh, what I call the, um, uh, the smoking gun documents to be taken from my custody and portrayed uh, and displayed um, on uh, easels in the photo uh, exhibit. I've never released them, but I've been convinced to do it by this ceremony. And I'm going to this ceremony. I usually do four or five around the country at Yom Hashoah because it is our nation's oldest, having been established in the 40s after... uh, 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 the conclusion of World War two so I consider it important. I've had a, a, a wonderful experience dealing with the organizers of the uh, New Jersey, the Northern New Jersey Federation, and people are going to have a chance to see these documents up close and personal, to see how punch cards worked, and to see what IBM knew and what IBM didn't know. They'll even be able to see uh, that they'll even be able to see um headlines and the New York Times that say three million Jews are about to be exterminated and they'll see the correspondence that IBM wrote the very next day sealing the deal to send the alphabetizing machines over to Nazi Germany. And
0: you have seriously piqued the interest of a lot of people in this audience this morning and I'm sure many are going to want to come and see that photo exhibit two thirty this coming Sunday and then uh be part of the program at three o'clock. Before I let you go, Edwin Black is with us just one final thing. Is Is there a way for you to convey, especially to the younger people in this audience, the role that IBM played in the United States and the world in general during that era? Would we compare it, I don't know, to Apple of today, you know, in terms of influence and in terms of uh, the technological hold or stranglehold that they had on this country and the world at that time?
2: You would compare it to IBM. Even today? They, you the, they, they invented information technology.
0: They're the first.
2: They're the first. And um, uh, um, young people need to know that the information age was not born in Silicon Valley, but in Berlin in 1933.
0: And you will show everybody how the genesis was there. Yes, I will. A pleasure speaking to you, and uh, good luck this coming Sunday. I'm sure you'll inspire many and certainly help us uh, remember those who were uh, martyrs during World War II. Thank you very much.
2: And thank you for having me. Edwin
0: Black, award-winning New York Times investigative author of many books, including IBM and the Holocaust. He will speak this coming uh, Sunday at the Jewish Federation of Northern New Jersey Yom HaShoah program, uh, co-sponsored by Jewish Community Relations Council. Starts at 2.30 with the photo exhibit, the program at 3 p.m. on Hinchman Avenue at Shomrei Torah on Hinchman Avenue in Wayne, New Jersey. Information, you can contact Dr. Wallace Green at 201-873-3263, 201-873-3263. I tried not to reveal too much because it it was obvious from Edwin Black's approach that he only wanted to to speak um, about certain things on the air and save a lot for this coming Sunday, but this was a chilling 10 minutes on the air, you have to admit.
1: Absolutely. I, I heard his presentation the first time when the book IBM the Holocaust First came out, and uh, it, it was very powerful, and he is a great, great presenter. Unbelievable. The photo exhibit is going to be chilling. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He did not want to uh, release that information, right. but we convinced him that this is part of the program, and he's bringing it with him uh, on the train from Washington. (laughs) Right. And uh, we'll have a very powerful presentation on Sunday. So how does this end up being
0: the oldest Holocaust remembrance program in the United States of America?
1: It started out as Memorial for the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising, and it was started by some survivors in Patterson, New Jersey. Still in the 1940s? Yeah. Wow. People who escaped, and uh, it started in Patterson. And uh, we've been continuing it ever since through the uh, North Jersey Federation.
0: All right. So the Jewish Federation of Northern New Jersey and the Jewish Community Relations Council invite everybody to Wayne, New Jersey this coming Sunday. Edwin Black, who you just heard, uh, will speak about IBM and the Holocaust. He is um, author of some other books, including uh, United States government um, uh, tax dollars being used to fund terror groups, NGOs that are associated with terror organizations. Uh, He's an authority on many of these different aspects, not just from World War II, but of today as well. Right.
1: He's an investigative reporter, and his current book, Fanning the Flames, which just came out uh, a few months ago, uh, takes on some major, major corporations. Financing the flames. Right. And and, uh, U.S. government agencies. And as a result of his investigation, the Ford Foundation actually stopped funding some of these NGOs and they back down, and he isn't afraid to take on uh, the big guys.
0: Interesting. Even IBM, huh?
1: Yep.
0: That's called Financing the Flames. Financing and, the Flames, right, right. And that and IBM and the Holocaust are among his 11 award-winning best-selling books. All right, Rabbi Green, uh, the uh, the event this Sunday starts officially at 3 p.m. The photo exhibit at 2.30. Happens at Shomri Torah 30 Hinchman Avenue in Wayne, New Jersey. Phone number for information for the Yom Holocaust Memorial Day observance on Sunday is 201 873 3263, 201 873 3263. Anything you want to
1: add? I just wanted to add if people need directions how to get to the synagogue in Wayne, they can go to the congregation's website, shomreytorahwcc.org. That's wcc.org for directions, or they can call the synagogue office at 973 696 2500, 973 696 2500. All right, and hopefully many people will be there Sunday and we'll uh, certainly get an
0: education. I think we got an education just out of a few minutes this morning.
1: The program is free and open to the public, and we encourage uh, youngsters to show up as well.
0: Yeah, everybody out there, make sure your uh, children and grandchildren are at programs like this this Sunday or whenever. Uh, Yom HaShoah is important as uh, time continues to march on and the distance between World War II and uh, today continues to expand. We know how important it is. Uh, to uh, look back as we move forward. Uh, Dr. Wallace Green, I thank you. you Yeshekoach on the uh, event Sunday, and I hope it's a major success.
1: Thank you very much for having us, Nachman.
0: A pleasure, and my thanks to Edwin Black. If you missed any of our conversation, uh, check the archives later on, org. A fascinating look at IBM and the Holocaust. 18 minutes after 8 o'clock. It's a Thursday at JM in the AM.